I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on this Friday, November 12th. Appreciate you being here with us. Much to discuss today, including the end of the Rittenhouse defense, which is expected to happen today. We also have more on the New York City police and whether the incoming mayor is going to give them the backing they need to do their jobs perhaps create some momentum for law and order, not just in New York, but across the country. One city does well. Others may follow suit. Inflation still getting worse. The economy not looking good. COVID numbers rising. And that's perhaps a perfect place to to jump in today. You're going to notice something when you think about all these topics that Clay and I are going to discuss with you, and that whether it is the Rittenhouse case, which we'll get into more detail about in a moment here, but whether it's the story of Kyle Rittenhouse and is this self-defense or not, as you know, Clay and I firmly believe it is self-defense. But that's what's at issue here. Whether it's the Biden build back better plan, what it would do to inflation, whether it's defund the police and what it would do has done to crime across America. And now covid mitigation measures, vaccine mandates and yet rising cases, all of these issues, you line them up. And the left is wrong. They just keep being wrong, and they don't care. The Russia collusion delusion, another one we've seen this week. The results are in. We've run the experiment. We now know that that was a fraud from top to bottom. We've known it for years, but now we have even further proof. And it never changes. The left doesn't ever move off of the initial narrative point. Let's go to the Kyle Rittenhouse case, for example. We've played for you many times here on the show now, people in prominent positions, uh, whether in the media or celebrities, saying that Rittenhouse is a white, a white nationalist, a white supremacist, a racist, a murderer, a killer, all these things. Anybody who has paid attention to this trial and seen the evidence knows this is a self-defense issue. There is not actually race involved 
in any capacity here. It's a white guy who shot three other white guys who were attacking him. There's, there is actually not a racial narrative, but they keep trying to introduce a racial narrative. And what has also come out is that even at the very top level, Joe Biden, the Biden administration weighed in last night on Fox News. Kyle Rittenhouse's mother, Wendy Rittenhouse, spoke to uh, our own Sean Hannity about what Joe Biden did. This is the commander in chief weighing in on a local criminal trial, effectively play it. I was in shock. I was angry. President Biden don't know my son whatsoever and he's not a white supremacist he's not a racist and he did that for the votes and i was so angry for a while at him and what he did to my son he defamed him do you think your son has received a fair trial the judge is very fair um people that i talked to that lives in kenosha all their lives they told me that Judge Schroeder is a very fair drudge and he doesn't allow no nonsense in his courtroom. Clay, the judge is now being called racist. You know, that's the of media course. narrative. Of course. This is shameful by Joe Biden. And I think it deserves more attention than it's received. Narrative over fact is driving our country apart in massive ways, Buck. Because there's a huge percentage of people in this Kyle Rittenhouse case that didn't even know the victims of the shooting were white because this kid was immediately labeled by people like Joe Biden because it fits their narrative as a racist, as a white supremacist. I mean, we wrote down, we played the audio from MSNBC and CNN as a murderer, as a school shooter. 17-year-old vigilante, domestic terrorist, deeply racist murderer. Joe Biden and people of his ilk. Well, I want to focus on Biden because I think it's significant as a lawyer. When you are in a position of power like Joe Biden, you should not be weighing in on justice-related issues before the juries and the prosecutors and the district attorneys and the defense attorneys have had an opportunity to actually make their case. If Joe Biden wants to weigh in at the end of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial after the jury has already rendered its verdict and disagree with it, that is his right. I don't think it's smart for presidents to be getting involved in individual cases, no matter what their substance is of a criminal nature. But the fact that he labeled this kid a white supremacist, in an effort to further his narrative. Remember, Joe Biden launched his presidency predicated on a lie, Buck. The very fine people lie that still follows Donald Trump. The idea that after Charlottesville, Donald Trump labeled, as his critics would have it, and as most in the media would have it, Nazis, very fine people. That's not what he said. Joe Biden premised his entire presidential campaign on a lie and he's continued to propagate lies throughout his tenure in office. And frankly, this is why so many people are getting red-pilled, Buck. I mean, I, you know, people sometimes say, well, Clay, what in your life? You're a long time. You were 12 years old. You were like, you know, reading uh, uh, the, the conservative journals and everything else. Like, you're a lifelong conservative. That's you're born and raised. I'm not. I think there's a lot of people out there listening to us now who have been red-pilled by the dishonesty that they have seen from the media. And the Trump administration 
put me over the top in terms of looking at stories, researching them as a member of the media myself and seeing the consistent levels of dishonesty from the media and outright lies and the way that it spread. And I saw it oftentimes, Buck, through the prism of sports, which scarily is even more left-wing and insane than our political realm. You know, when we were and, talk- and it's so infuriating that finally I couldn't take it anymore. And mm-hmm. I think there's lots of people, I would bet, listening to us, a huge percentage of people who are in my exact same position. When we were talking right before the show, you said something, Clay, I thought was really profound. Because Clay and I are prepping for this show all that, you know, we're always texting and talking and in the breaks and at night and the mornings, and, you know, we're always getting ready for this. You said it's amazing how no one will ever admit that they've changed their mind. I'm not yes. not even not even that they were wrong, right? That the W word might make people feel weird. Oh no, I, w- I don't want to say I'm wrong. Nobody will even say these days. It seems at least those who have platforms that in the public discourse, they've changed their mind yes. on something that they felt very. And you look, and and this this is something I want everyone to think about today. Kyle Rittenhouse, the media, the Democrat Party lied. Joe Biden lied about yes. this kid. And instead of saying, you know what, we misrepresented this trial, we got this wrong, they're saying the judge is racist. They're saying there are broader issues of race here that we need to have a discussion about. No, they were wrong. You see this with inflation. They've been saying for months, we won't make it worse. It's not going to get worse. We're going to spend a whole lot of money as Democrats, the Build Back Better agenda. You see this with defund the police and crime. We all know what happened there. And yet people won't come forward from the other side and say, "Okay, I still disagree with conservatives on a whole bunch of things. But on this one, they happen to be correct. I'm hoping, Clay, that in New York City, we may actually reach that point with this new mayor on crime. I'm hoping I'm not getting I'm not. And maybe even on masking and maybe on masking too. another one. You know, I I just got we were joking around. I'm. Now, uh, throttled, I'm being punished by Twitter because I made a joke about how wearing a cloth mask is Read like that joke, by the way. It's the most tame thing compared to what we say, the anti mask commentary that we have on the show, because we're uh, straightforward and direct that we believe that masking is a sham. There is no evidence to support that it is in any way helpful Period, right? We say that every day for months. You send out a tweet, and the blue check brigade is furious at you. It's funny how certain things pop. Oh, well, it's because it hits home because everyone who's being honest knows it's true. What I wrote on Twitter, for those who aren't on Twitter, it's stunning there are still so many people walking around with cloth masks on as though it will protect anyone from COVID. We're in an era of iPhones and SpaceX, but millions still obey mask superstition like medieval peasants terrified of the number 13. Uh, okay, <laughs> having a little fun at their expense, but it's totally true. It's absurd. And now Twitter has officially locked that, so no one, because it went viral. That's and crazy. All these- you can't, you can't, for, for people out there who aren't on Twitter, explain what they've done to you sharing that. They, they, they've effectively locked it off so that no one, they don't want more people to see it. They're not deleting it because they can't prove that it's false. But they say it's misleading, so they're limiting its reach by not allowing people to share, essentially like forward the email on. But so now what everyone's doing is screenshotting it on their phone and sharing it as though it were a photo and not a tweet. And so now there are blue checks who are pushing this around just as kind of a extended solitary finger in the direction of Twitter. But this just goes to show you, I mean, Clay, how could we even still be having this discussion? It couldn't be any more straightforward. 
I mean, forget about the the theoretical masking benefits that people talk about in laboratory studies where they'll do the droplets and within uh, 95s as opposed to the random yeah. cloth mask that I mean, people are putting folks, on. folks if okay if if a gas mask works okay we could maybe even decide that it, which which by the way these things don't work like gas masks not even close but if you take it off it stops working and everyone's taking on and off their masks all the time constantly all the time so even if theoretically a cloth mask would give you some benefit, it ceases to give you. You only have to get infected once, then you have COVID, right? It ceases to be a benefit for me. Think it through. The people telling you that this matters and is useful are crazy. It's not true. It doesn't work the way they tell you it does. And yet, Clay, it's because it is a superstition. My line about medieval peasants, the peasants are grabbing the pitchforks and the torches and they're upset at me. No, I mean, it's true, and, and it's a form, and I hope, and we've talked about this quite a bit on the show, that in the years ahead, when we are no longer involved in the day-to-day COVID madness, and by the way, I'll point out, I don't know if you saw this, Buck, uh, the New York Times uh, morning email that they sent out, do you know what the headline was? How do we stop, like, basically, how do we are, land Are you the waiting plane? for them to have the, how do we land the plane, yes. but not I, not to attribute it to you? But Yeah, I saw it this morning, and I thought, well, you know what? In the, in the way that we have a lot of sneaky uh, listeners out there that don't want to acknowledge that they listen to the show, you know, like they might be liberal, they might have uh, friends that they don't want to know they're listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. This morning, the email the New York Times sent out, first thing I woke up to, how does this end? And the, the whole article is about, is it time to start moving back to normalcy? That's the whole thing. Like, how do we end it? How do we land the plane? The point I'm making here is a lot of what we've been saying for months and even years now is going to end up being the common conventional wisdom. Now, it's going to take a long time, and every single day, there's one more person, right? If you're out there listening right now and you're fed up with the whole way that America's being run, share the show with your friends. Because there's a lot of people who don't know we exist that will listen and they'll be like, I was told I was supposed to hate these guys. They're the most honest, fact-based people anywhere in radio. And over time, we win by rationality triumphing, which is why we spend so much time sharing actual facts. And among those facts, masks don't work. Social distancing doesn't work. uh, Vaccine mandates are not going to work. All of these things are true. Now, there are people who are upset that they are true because they challenge the narrative and the conventional wisdom of the left right now. But eventually, facts win. I really believe that. And over time, people who advocated for all these lockdowns are going to look like people who said, I'm in favor of the Vietnam War. They're almost not going to exist anymore. We're going to go through different areas today where the libs are wrong. That's going to be if you're looking for an overarching theme. Wrong on the economy, wrong on crime, wrong on Rittenhouse, wrong on masks. Oh, my. We're going to get into all of them. We've also got some great guests we'll tell you about in a moment. In the worst terrorist attack to ever take place on American soil, 2,977 people lost their lives. It was September 11th, 2001. But in the face of horror, brave Americans responded. Many even stepped forward to enlist in our armed forces. If you listened to our last hour yesterday, you heard one of them join us, the, ba- the very brave Sergeant Rick Yarish. Since then, more than 7,000 U.S. soldiers have made the ultimate sacrifice. Those heroes were part of the war on terror, America's response to 9-11. They fought for us, but never came home. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation honored those men and women who gave everything by reading their names aloud for the first time ever in a new annual ceremony. 
Tonta Towers is making sure their sacrifice is never forgotten. The foundation's season of hope runs from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve. At least one mortgage-free home a day is being given away for 37 days to honor America's greatest heroes. Clay, how can people get involved and do their part? It is incredibly easy. Listen to me now. Do it for the holiday season. Do it for the months ahead. Do it for the over 7,000 who lost their lives and made the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Again, it's super simple. $11 a month, T2T.org. Do it. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. 
want to ask you about something that's in the news a lot right now. Um, you've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Campaign and to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. But you the may disinformation yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. No, I think just your credibility is. Well. I Man, I love that. If you didn't hear it earlier this week, we played it. That is Morgan Ortegas on The View filleting Adam Schiff, who helped to spread the ideas that the Steele dossier was legitimate, that there was collusion between the Trump administration and Russia. And we have now, as we roll into hour number two, Friday edition, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a minute. Morgan Ortegas, who you just heard right there, taking down Adam Schiff. And Morgan, I have to say right off the top here, thank you so much for doing that because... Almost no one will say anything to Adam Schiff that requires him to stand up and acknowledge what he spent years spreading. And somehow doing it on The View made it even better because he thought he was going in for probably a very lightweight interview and you were just standing there ready for him, dunked all over him. So thank you. And was that a difficult decision to make in the view context when you're guest hosting or how did you come to go after him that aggressively and that well well first of all thanks for having me on congrats on the show i have to say it's so nice to hear the rush limbaugh music it like brings me back to the last 20 25 years of listening to him on the radio so congrats to, to you guys Thank um you. so I, I gotta say the producers um at the view the whole team was amazing really amazing um they were kind supportive the whole week and um, Tuesday was the second day I was just hosting, and I spoke to the producers the night before, and, and uh, we were talking about questions for the next day. I said, listen, guys, you know, this is uh, someone who, you know, a lot of people have been upset with for essentially spreading Russian disinformation uh, for years, and I think he needs a tough question. And I said, so when it comes to my question, and, and I said, you know, this is kind of where I'm headed, what I'd like to ask. And, and again, all credit to the producers. Everybody said, you know, absolutely, Morgan, we want you to feel like, you know, that you can ask tough questions. And then they knew I would do it in a respectful way because that's how I am. But, you know, one of the pillars and of our democracy is that we are able to hold all of our leaders accountable and ask tough questions of them. Um, and so, uh, like I said, I, I will be honest. I, I said this the other day on Fox um, my hand, I noticed, and I don't get nervous easy. I don't know why this happened, but my hand did start shaking a little, and, and Sunny Hostin gave me, uh, like, a. she was very kind and encouraging in the commercial breaks because I sort of thought, well, this is it, right? Like, there might not be another moment to question him, and, and I, I need to make sure I land this. Because he's a smart guy. He's not a dummy, right? He's, he's a professional politician. And... Um, so I just wanted to land it, you know, again, not on behalf of Republicans or conservatives, forget all that. I wanted to land it because this is someone who, you know, promoted, defended, read into the congressional record, a dossier, which now, you know, the main people that are the sources of that dossier have been indicted. It's not only looks like it was lies, it, it may have been full on 
Russian disinformation that started, you know, uh, uh, an investigation into the president um, wasted a lot of taxpayer dollars. So, you know, there's just a lot that needed to be held accountable for. And um, the little clip at the end, I just, you know, couldn't help because I was, I was sort of hoping, and I know this is probably very naive of me, I was sort of hoping that as a public servant, he would take the moment to say, you know what, I was wrong on the dossier. And he can still defend, right, all of his actions that he feels like that he needed to hold President Trump accountable for. Fine. But there was when there's just no moment of self-reflection and, and no moment of saying, yeah, I might have screwed that one up. I, I just kind of got irritated. And I was like, well, you know, this is why your credibility is in question, my friend. Hey, Morgan, it's Buck. You know, I remember when you were working with uh, Secretary Pompeo and, and under the Trump administration in your role as a spokesperson, right, dealing with the press constantly. And so you were you were very much feeling the incoming all the time about Russia collusion delusion. And I'm just wondering if if you have in any way picked up from the press corps and maybe more specifically the, the people that cover the, the diplomatic press corps. Is there any embarrassment at how many of them went for this, even if it's private? I mean, do, do any of them feel like they have betrayed their craft by being so wrong on something so important, which was the lie used to undermine Trump for really all of his presidency? Or was it just a tactic? And so it doesn't matter to them that it was wrong because they were just trying to defeat Trump and it didn't matter what they had to do to get there. So I will say that um, some of the people that I still talk to and have relationships with say, oh, I I never fell for it. I never promoted that. And I just sort of smile and say, "Okay, sure, whatever whatever you want to believe. Um, And then there are some. Not many, but there are definitely some well-known mainstream journalists that were questioning this um, and that have expressed to me privately that they were very frustrated that they could not score um, an interview with Congressman Schiff uh, for his uh, new book. Um, and, and so uh, this is and I'm not at all talking about right of center journalists. I'm talking about very mainstream journalists that, you know, that that wanted an interview and could and could not get one because they're known to be uh, tough reporters. Um, so that's why I said I didn't feel like in the moment that I was questioning the congressman on behalf of a party or, you know, was questioning him on behalf of everybody who sort of wanted some wanted some answers. Um, so I think, you know, listen, when we go and, and Buck, you know, this better than anybody, given your time at the CIA uh, and elsewhere, uh, you know, when you start to talk about Russia, it's it's really frustrating um, from a policy perspective. And it's frustrating for foreign policy and national security professionals. Like you are, Buck, um, you know, we know that for eight years, the Obama administration um, not only really ignored the threat uh, of Russia, they, as we all famously know, they mocked Mitt Romney whenever he tried to warn uh, them about, uh, about it. Um, and then what happened? Uh, of course, Ukraine, uh, excuse me, Russia invaded Crimea. Uh, that was an on President Obama's watch, and we essentially did nothing to, to stop that. And there are news reports actually just uh, yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, um, that the Biden administration is warning our European allies about the uh, Russian buildup of troops. They think that potentially there could be another invasion um, into Ukraine. Uh, This is on the backdrop of the Biden administration essentially allowing the Russians to complete the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, uh, which will make Europe basically entirely dependent on Russian gas. Uh, It will undermine Ukraine economically um, and, you know, with their territorial sovereignty as well. And so 
in our administration, we were putting sanctions on Russians. I was in the room with Mike Pompeo and Putin and Lavrov multiple times. And trust me, I saw one-on-one in that room how tough Mike Pompeo was with them. Um, it was a, a side of him that you do not want to get on the side of whenever, whenever he is incensed over something. So, you know, you've got... A, a, you know, a group of people that were also senior officials in the Obama administration for eight years that are now running the Biden administration. It's the same group of people. They were soft on Russia for eight years. Now they've allowed them to build Nord Stream 2. Um, they're supposedly warning our European allies, look, the Russians might invade. Well, what the hell is anybody going to do about it? And now it's a difference under President Trump, right? China and Russia knew, well, this guy might be a little crazy. He like might actually stop us from doing, uh, you know, these these reckless things that we'd like to do. And Alyssa, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that under four years of a Biden administration that you could see another Russian invasion into Ukraine. You could potentially see, you know, maybe post-Olympics, a a Chinese uh, invasion of Taiwan. Biden administration doesn't think that's going to happen. I hope they're right. Uh, If I was, you know, a betting man and I wanted to do it, I'd do it under a Biden administration as opposed to potentially a second Trump administration. Morgan, what about the irony here that for years we were flogged with Donald Trump is a Russian agent and the Democrats said, oh, you can't share anything associated with the Hunter Biden laptop. That's Russian disinformation. And the ultimate outcome here is that the Democrats were being used by Russia to peddle disinformation from the Steele dossier which was infinitely more impactful in its negative consequences for the Trump administration than anything they were ever alleging Trump had done that would have helped his administration. I mean, it's really we're through the looking glass here where so often what we're being told by the mainstream media is not just wrong. It's the exact opposite of what is actually taking place. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that I joke and say that I don't read fiction uh, because (laughs) In politics and in international relations, as you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, you don't need to read fiction because you literally can't make this up, right? If you pitch this whole story to a Hollywood producer, they would laugh at you and say this is too unbelievable. Um, and what I think is, is, you know, the things that worry me is the Democrats talk a lot about our institutions and whether our institutions are withstanding pressure and, and all those sorts of talk, right? Well, if you look at, I encourage your listeners to Google Eli Lake and, and look at his recent um, article in Commentary Magazine. When you start reading, you know, Eli, for me, pieces it together better than anybody. Um, and when you look at both um, the Horowitz, the uh, FBI IG investigation and the Durham investigation, you know, the Horowitz, they sort of painted the FBI as being a victim of, you know, Clinton campaign operatives and tactics. You know, I, I think that that's letting the FBI off a little too too lightly. And what you look at here is that we may have have, have essentially campaign, uh, you know, material from, from a rival campaign. We, that was essentially used by the FBI uh, for those uh, FISA warrants to listen in on the Trump campaign. So that is a, a Democratic campaign uh, going to the FBI to spy on their political opponents, right, by by misleading the FBI. So if you want to talk about our institutions withstanding pressure, uh, you know, using using the FBI, using intelligence agency, uh, intelligence community resources, uh, government resources, millions of dollars in taxpayer money 
to go after your political opponent. I mean, that's that's pretty, pretty darn crooked. Morgan Ortega, no former State Department spokesperson and uh, Morgan, always great to have you on. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Talk soon. Put 10 people together, and out of that group, at least three of them will tell you they suffer from everyday pain that won't go away. It's happened to them as a result of aging, exercise, overexertion, or just the effects of everyday living. It's that simple. What's not simple is how to relieve that pain and really make it go away. The solution may well be a product called Relief Factor. Created by doctors and perfected over 15 years of scientific research, Relief Factor was made for those of you with chronic pain. It's got four key ingredients, and Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product which addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. So if you're currently in pain and you have a 7 in, chance, a seven in 10 chance to eliminate it, those are pretty great odds, right? I mean, what do you have to lose, Clay? So many folks getting great results. No doubt. And that's why you need to join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start right now for only nineteen ninety-five. You can go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you, relieffactor.com, or you can call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Welcome back into the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. We have, as promised, Selena Zito with us right now. She is a reporter for the Washington Examiner and a columnist for the New York Post and Pittsburgh Post Gazette. She is also the author of The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. Selena, uh, Selena, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, are you kidding me? Thanks so much for having me. It's really nice to talk to you guys. So I've known your work, and you know we've known each other for a while, and you, you do this fascinating thing for someone who covers national politics. You actually go into places that aren't D.C. within two-hour drive, New York City within a two-hour drive. You go to other places right. and talk to people. Well, given that that is your area of focus, what are the American people feeling right now? When you're on Main Street, what are people saying about the Biden administration? What are their their concerns? What do they think is going right? What's going wrong? What are you hearing? So um, what I have been hearing, and, and I think I think probably what keeps me grounded is that I live in western Pennsylvania, sort of the Paris of Appalachia and <laughs> and the beginning of the Midwest. And and so I, I have a different perspective than someone who lives in the super zip codes in this country. I see people differently because I've shared their, we have shared life experiences. Uh, so so this will be interesting, I think, maybe to you. But I saw a change in people's point of view about uh, President Biden back in August. Uh, during uh, in, in the sort of days leading up and the weeks after what happened in Afghanistan. Now, it's not and there's a nuance here. It's not that people did or did not want to, uh, to leave Afghanistan. That wasn't the central core of this breakaway. But it was the negligence in which it was handled that started to peel away voters who had decided to vote for Biden and or just sit it out, uh, which is part of conservative populism. Uh, and, and 
And they started to think, look, this is not what we, you know, bought into. Uh, this is not what was promised. And so what you started to see were, and I wrote about this, uh, there was this 13 beers, the 13 glasses of wine, the 13 uh, plates um, set up at, at tables. And then you started to see 13 chairs on the side of the road in front of people's houses. There was this sort of response that was not seen by the, by the national press, but it was very real and very tangible. And it, it then continued with what happened with the Haitian refugees in Texas. And, and, and then by the time sort of this whole bill came across the, um, the wire and the details, details that we somewhat know started to leak out, um, voters had decided that, you know, they sent the Democrats and Biden to D.C. with with and and they sent a message that we wanted things to return to normal. And Democrats misread that message and thought, oh, I can, we can we can do whatever we want. They love us. No, they were just liked Republicans less at that moment. And, and I would argue that the, the blue wave that was expected to happen in November 2020, and I've written about this, never really happened. In fact, if you look down ballot at races across the country, or even in my home state of Pennsylvania, Republicans and conservative candidates won down ballot in the beginning of a red wave that you started to see continue in mayor's races and special election, elections in Texas and in Virginia and in, in New Jersey. You That was sort of the wake up call, I think, for the rest of the of the uh, for the rest of the press. But I had been down in um, Virginia for months. And while I saw what the issues were very localized, the, the thing that the press got wrong and the thing that the Democrats got wrong is that they continued to believe that this election was about Donald Trump. Voters are very forward-thinking. Whether they liked him, they loved him, or they loathed him, they had moved on and were thinking about their community, their children, their grandchildren, and that's what they were voting on. Selena, I appreciate you coming on. One of the things that I've been doing is I'm on the road the entire fall doing a college football tour for Fox yes, Sports. Yes, I've been following it. It's amazing. Well, well, I I appreciate that. And one of the things that I love about it is all the face-to-face interaction I have with people from a variety of different parts of the South and hearing what they what they are paying attention to. And what I find, Selena, and I'm curious in your reporting what you find most people aren't following things that go on in Washington, D.C. on a day-to-day basis. They're busy in their own yeah. lives. They've got kids, grandkids, jobs, responsibilities, everything else. But what they do have is a general sense for whether or not they trust someone to do a good job. And at this right. point in time, it seems to me that the vast majority of the American public has decided for a variety of different reasons that they do not trust Joe Biden to do a good job. Now, We've seen this happen before. 1994, Bill Clinton gets snowed under in the uh, midterms. Same thing happens with Barack Obama in 2010. But those guys were adroit enough politicians to build themselves back to an electable position in 1996 and in 2012. 
Joe Biden doesn't seem capable of that. If you were trying to assess what you are seeing across the country as well, how does Biden reverse the impressions that exist among voters now of him? Is that in your mind possible given his set of political talents? I don't think it's possible. Here's for a number of reasons. At first, and, and I have to commend you the work that you do because I really follow it, and and, and it's kind of joyful. And and that's how I find reporting in the Midwest, Mid Atlantic, all across the country. Yes, um, it, it, it's joyful. You 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 get out on the road. I don't fly. I don't take interstates. I only take back roads. And you get out there, and you're like. Oh, we are in a totally different world than what you see on social media. Yes. A completely different world. Uh, people are much more aspirational. Uh, I, I think the die is already cast for uh, President Biden. I don't think there is redemption available. And, and, and the reason why is he's going to be unwilling to ask for it. The problem in our country is in, in, in not just in government, but also in our cultural curators, the people who run the corporations, the National um, Football League, Major League Baseball, um, Entertainment, Hollywood, and the larger news organizations, is that they don't have a connection to the people who sit in their seats or who they serve. Yes. And, and, and they are unwilling to change that. A lot of that has to do with, as I said before, they all live in the same sort of super zip codes. They all went to the same schools, and they all know only people just like themselves. They don't want to know people that, that believe that the life issue is important. They don't know anybody who owns a gun. They don't know anybody who knows how to use a gun or sits in a pew every Sunday. So there's no connection into understanding these people, and there's no... There's no um, recognition that they should. So that's why this will continue. That's why Joe Biden has a, has a problem in redeeming himself with voters because he doesn't believe he has a problem. And that is sort of mind blowing to me as as I just watch people sort of peel off o- away from him, you know, and or um go towards conservatives because there are people that just said it out last year. We're speaking to Selena Zito, reporter for the Washington Examiner and author of The Great Result Inside the Populist Coalition, Reshaping American Politics. Selena, one thing that doesn't get as much attention, it seems, in the news cycle in general, uh, as one would think based upon polling that shows concerns of the American people is illegal immigration. Uh, This is not a story that the Biden administration seems very interested in people following closely. I mean, just as I'm talking to you now, CNN has been running a lot of insurrection coverage for the last couple of hours, right? (laughs) Not talking about the hundreds of thousands of people entering the United States illegally month after month, the Biden administration. Do you get a sense from talking to people in places that the media doesn't focus on that immigration, illegal immigration specifically, is the kind of issue that might have a major impact in the midterms because the polling usually shows it to be a top three or four issue. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nuance out here. So um, um, out here in western Pennsylvania or Ohio or Michigan or Wisconsin or any of these states that I cover, 
Um, illegal immigration is viewed through the prism of the opioid and fentanyl um, problem, the addiction problem. is one of, you know, people don't talk about this either. It's one of the larger problems of why we don't have a workforce uh, in this country. We have a really bad opioid problem out here, and it's only gotten worse during the um during the pandemic and you know it was something that that uh, donald trump was very willing to sort of talk about in a very realistic way in 2016 we saw a drop in in addictions in 2017 and 2018 and now there has been a surge so people not only people in appalachia where you think of towns where there's despair and all the jobs have left but also in the mid um, um, upper middle class to wealthy neighborhoods they know their kids are being exposed to it and they don't like it and so that's how they view um, illegal immigration So you said, Selena, that you don't think Biden can reverse the trajectory that his administration is on. And I know certainly 2020 and beyond has made fools of anyone trying to predict where we are headed. But in your mind, based on what you see in the upper Midwest, in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Michigan and sort of the the backbone of the Big Ten states is the way that I would describe it. I'm all over the SEC states right now, but there's a certain affinity for football, for being outdoors, for a lifestyle in the Big Ten and SEC states that isn't necessarily reflected in the East and West Coast. Where are we headed in your mind in 2022 and in 24 for the Biden administration going forward? Well, I think it might be interesting to take a look at the at the off year election results just in my state of Pennsylvania alone. The the sort of red wave that began down ballot in my in my state in, in last November where state house and state senate seats uh that were supposed to be lost uh, and majorities that were supposed to be lost were not only won, uh, were not only held, but more seats were gained. But this state went incredibly more red, if it's at all possible, in this off-year election. And and those sort of granular small races for sheriff, for district attorney, for row offices, for county row offices are incredibly important. And I would point to Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania is a post-industrial city who has not gained population in in, in since the 70s and went for Donald Trump for the first time a Republican in decades and went back to Biden in 2020, barely. Uh, and it went, it voted for a county executive, a Republican county executive, one who ran on, you know, drawing businesses into the county as opposed to the Democrat who ran on on transgender issues and cultural issues and had been the school board president. And I think that that sort of shows that this Midwest is still holding on to its conservative roots just because Trump lost the presidency does not mean it has not continued to go red. And you saw it in Michigan and Wisconsin and Ohio as well. Selena, fantastic as always. (laughs) Uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. That'd be great. If people could go to my website, selenazito.com, and sign up for emails. They're free, they're fun, they're not fattening, and they can follow my story. (laughs) Outstanding stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) And have a good weekend. Uh, And we want you to know right now 
Hey, how about taking care of people in your family as we get closer to the holiday season? We've got Legacy Box, a company that digitally transfers family movies and videos so you can relive all those moments with your family again and again. Legacy Box does something helpful for families. They take all your old family memories and transfer them onto computer files that can be shared with your entire family. Few gifts are more heartwarming than being able to share and relive your family's favorite moments. And if you're the one in the family holding on to the boxes of video cassettes, film reels, old photos, get in touch with Legacy Box and take care of preserving your family's history forever right now. They'll send you a box made for shipping those precious family memories. You ship it right off to their Tennessee facility, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I spent a lot of time there. My mom's family all born and raised down there. These guys will take care of you, and in a couple of weeks, you'll be notified. You have a link ready. Uh, you can get DVDs made, computer thumb drives. You choose how you want to preserve these memories forever. They've done it now for more than a million families, and you can trust them to take care of your family. Buck, how do you take advantage of this incredible offer? It's really easy, folks, and you can start this project online right now at LegacyBox.com slash Buck. You'll get a Black Friday sale discount. Remember, you can get the discount now and then gather all your stuff and send it in the box when you're ready. But get that discount now so you get the best possible deal. LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Again, that website is LegacyBox.com slash Buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. 
Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Thanks for rolling along with us here today on the Clay and Buck Show. Great to have you listening all across the country. Remember, if you haven't, uh, check us out on podcast. Wherever you listen to your podcast, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Please subscribe if you're on the uh, iTunes Store, Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Give us a review. That always helps too. And we have just in preparation here for the uh, the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, some people are already getting uh, getting ready for the possibility that things could be well. Let's just say a bit tense. You have Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin mobilizing 500 National Guard. Uh, looks like he's mobile. Yeah, 500 National Guard troops. Um, and so we're looking to see if that actually turns into a a problem or not. We could have a verdict on, uh, well, Monday, Tuesday, someday next week. We'll see what ends up happening there. We also Buck, have latest- do you think uh, Kyle Rittenhouse might take his gun out if he's not guilty and help to patrol the streets of Kenosha again? Can you, can you imagine the irony in that? If he got a not guilty verdict, they called out the National Guard and he helped to patrol the streets of Kenosha again. Can you imagine the libs losing their mind over that video? They would definitely lose their minds. I, I, I think that uh, <laughs> Kyle, if, if, well, let's just wait. Let's wait and see. I, you know, you never know where the jury and, you know, they could feel a lot of pressure. There have been people concerned about jury intimidation all along no doubt. here. So we'll, we'll see. But they're, they've called out 500 National Guard, or, or I should say readied the deployment of 500 National Guard troops because we all know, right, that, that if Kyle Rittenhouse is found guilty, God forbid, there won't be riots. Totally. We all know. Yes. It's only if Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty the left will riot, and they'll think that Biden voters will riot because they think that they're justified in doing so. Um, there's also the reality of an administration that lives in the unreality of economics. Uh, they don't really understand or care to understand what's happening uh, with inflation and also as a result of these COVID mandates they have in place about things like shots. Here's Jen Psaki when asked, hey, you know, it might not be great considering what we're facing here when you start enforcing the federal vaccine mandate, that could actually hurt an already struggling economy in some ways. Thanks, Jen. I wanted to ask about the numbers that came out this morning about the record number of people quitting their jobs in September. Is there a concern that this number might go even higher when the vaccine mandate goes into place? And what is the administration doing to help companies who are concerned about retaining workers once the, the mandate kicks in? You're, you're talking about because of the vaccine mandate being implemented, and is it specific companies? I just haven't seen this data, so give me a little bit more information. Yeah, she's like, uh, what, what do you mean? I don't understand. Yeah, there are a lot of people that have left their jobs, people have lost their jobs, and more could be coming here soon in large numbers because of the vaccine mandate. And this is now for a vaccine that we all understand is temporary you're now it is a temporary vaccine and you are mandated to get it or be endlessly harassed and fined by the federal government and jen saki and the white house are like wait what do you mean that could be bad for the economy this is just more and more indication buck and i think you probably agree with me on this and i know a lot of people listening to us do 
Conservatives know way more what liberals think than liberals know what conservatives think. Oh, the data actually proves that. 100%, right? And so it's amazing to me that you could be the press secretary for the leader of the free world and feign stupidity on the idea, which is certainly prevalent out there, that millions of people may leave their jobs over the vaccine mandate. Now, you can say you think those numbers are exaggerated. You can use arguments against it. But to pretend that this is not potentially a major issue that hasn't been widely discussed across a variety of different jobs for months is a level of inauthenticity and lying that, frankly, should disgust everyone because what she's trying to do is, it, uh, that's a good question. That, that's the kind of question that somebody in the White House press corps who is aware of what's going on in the larger society should ask. And for Jen Psaki to play dumb as if she's not cognizant of this issue at all is just a further evidence of how the Biden administration doesn't believe Americans can be spoken to honestly. You also have to think that there will be the continued implementation of this mandate going forward as well. No doubt. Right? There's what what is the rationalization here? What what would be the argument for this to be you get the shot? They're making you get the shot if you have a hundred or more employees. They're also going to expand this to less than a hundred. They're just yes, they're just eventually. doing a, yeah, they're doing a divide and conquer strategy here for people's individual freedoms. Uh, but what makes anyone think that they won't then say when we're coming up into the major respiratory virus, you know, season next year uh, in the fall, the fall of 2022, there won't be another OK to be in compliance with the new OSHA mandate. You've got to get another round of shots. And, you know, I, I put this on. I'm surprised Twitter actually didn't block this. How long is it before you're just not even allowed to talk about myocarditis, which is a real risk of some of these shots that people end up uh, running. Uh, how long before you're not even allowed to talk about it? Because if you're going to do the shot once, there's a certain risk percentage and profile with it. If you're going to be forced to do it every year, that changes pretty dramatically. Buck, I'm already sitting here wondering, how many shots am I going to be behind on? Right? Because I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. So right now I'm behind on two. Now I'm going to be behind on the boost on the booster. Like we're talking about by the time it gets to five or six shots that everybody has to get, I'm going to be like three years behind on how long it would even take well, me well, to catch lucky, up though, with where I need to be. Because if they do eventually make you get it, at least theoretically, that would be the shot most useful for that period. Just like the flu, by the way, this is we, we yeah. already have we have something that's a very analogous to this we have something that that sets us up to understand what the expectation should be they even tried it to guess what the flu strain is going to be in advance and create yes and, create and they're often wrong uh, by the way yeah they're often wrong uh, but that's what they end up having to do and so that's where we'll probably be at some point in in the future and i just i i worry that the the democrats are so dug in on this that even no matter how crazy and absurd this gets and no matter how much it's clear to everybody they're wrong, they're still going to say better to be wrong and miserable than accept that Clay Buck and the rest of them were right. You know, I, I think the stubbornness might override everything else. I was I got a good uh, point. You know, I've been on college campuses all fall and I was having a conversation with a college kid who was 20 and uh, and he was saying, hey, you know, me and a bunch of buddies, we have fake IDs to get into the bar. Right. Um, and, and he was saying that some of the schools now are requiring vaccines 
And so their proof of vaccine, which some of the bigger cities are requiring now uh, for some of their friends, they have to get fake vaccine cards to make their match their fake IDs to be able to get in and get a beer inside of a bar, which is kind of funny to think about, right? Because for most of us out there who have ever been in college, you know that when you're 19 or 20 years old, it's not uncommon that you have a fake ID in order to get into a bar. Good heavens. And now you have to match your, you might have a real vaccine card, but it says your age and it doesn't match your fake ID. And so they're having to mix and match, which is actually really funny and ridiculous to think about. But these college kids who are under no risk from COVID have got like an entire, you know, collage of different fake IDs to be able to go get a beer in a bar some places. This White House isn't going to make things better anytime soon, but we're on it, folks. Don't worry. The truth will still be here for you, no matter what they do to us on Twitter and Facebook and other places. With all that's happening at home and in the world, now's as good a time as any to take control of things at home. That's your family and your pets, too, for that matter. We love our dogs and cats. They're members of the family. We want them happy and healthy, and we want them around for a long time. That's why we promote healthy food for our dogs and not just the dry kibble that's on the store shelves. And see, that's the problem with most dog food. It's dead food. All dry dog food has to sit in a warehouse shelf for years to to accomplish this. They have dog kibble, uh, dog food kibble manufacturers using a sterilization process that kills anything that might actually be alive in your pet's food. And we mean good alive stuff, microbacteria, probiotics, enzymes, vitamins, things that your dog needs, just like you need them in your food, right? That's why Rough Greens is so helpful and so necessary. It's not a dog food. It's a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food with all the live nutrients necessary for superior dog's health. So you just add this in. You sprinkle it in. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog is going to love it. They've got this great deal for listeners of this show. You just go to roughgreens.com slash EIB. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash EIB. And they're going to give you the first bag free. All you pay is shipping. Roughgreens.com slash EIB. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.